Hi everyone, welcome to another Cheetah Girls podcast. In today's episode, we are going to explore developmental, constructivist, and experiential learning theories and models that can and will guide our teaching as counselor educators. First, when teaching master's level counseling students, it is important to keep in mind their developmental level. There are two counseling specific theories that can help us best understand our students' developmental level. And they are Perry 1970s Theory of Intellectual and Ethical Development, and second, Scavolt and Ronestad 1995 Phases of Therapist slash Counselor Development, or PTCD. So first, Perry's 1970 theory of intellectual and ethical development. Um, Perry was a counselor and a counselor educator at Harvard, um, and he identified three distinct stages um, in which our counselors in training journey through. And so those stages are dualistic thinking, multiplistic thinking, and relativistic thinking. So dualistic thinking is characterized by absolutes. Um, Our counselors, our master's level counseling students think that there is a right way and a wrong way to work with a client. And in this stage, uh, students believe that the professor is the authority who holds all of the correct answers. Um, As our master's level counseling students develop, however, they move into multiple multiplistic thinking, which is kind of characterized by stress that there is no right answer. Um, They begin to realize that there are many ways to work with a client, but they still are relying on the professor to help them determine which is, of all the options, uh, the right way to work with a client. And then they move into their final stage of development, which is relativistic thinking. And this is where the student has become more self-directed and um, our counseling, our master's level counseling students realize that what they think is less important than the way they think. So they start to realize um, how important it is, as we know, um, to meet the client where they're at. So that's Perry's 1970 theory of intellectual and ethical development. The second theory that can help guide our thinking um, around our students' developmental level is the phases of therapist slash counselor development, or PTCD, and it's Gavolt and Ronestad, 1995. And so in their development of their theory, they first identified some themes that seem to really reflect counselor development. So they identified that counselors tend to move from um, an external sense of being to a, a greater sense of internal sense of being. Um, that counselors must be reflective, they need to be reflective, Um, they are impacted by affect, and um, their personal lives are a major source of learning and support for their professional work. And so it was from these themes that they developed um, six phases that um, counselors go through 
in their lifespan. Um, and it's really the first four that are most important to us when working with or when teaching um, master's level counseling students. So the first four are lay helper, beginning student, advanced student, and novice professional. It's more than likely that, that these are the, the phases that we will experience with our students as counselor educators. So the lay helper is just someone who has no training. So these are going to be our, you know, first term students. They, they have no um, training as counselors, but they, they have a sense about themselves that they're empathic, uh, sympathetic. They probably feel like they give good advice and um, they're very supportive of others in their life. Um, as they uh, grow in the program, uh, they become a beginning student. Um, so this is, you know, they're very enthusiastic, but they're kind of nervous. Um, they want to please everyone. They want to do everything the right way. Um, kind of comparing that back to Perry's stages, definitely in that uh, dualistic thinking. There's only one way and a right way <laughs> to do things. Um, so they need a lot of structure and they need a lot of modeling and feedback. Um, moving on though, they become an advanced student. And so when they're an advanced student, this typically coincides with practicum and internship. Um, they're a little bit more confident, but they're still pretty vulnerable. Um, they're starting to handle, you know, the ambiguity. They're moving into some multiplistic, um, maybe some relativistic thinking. Um, but they still are kind of expecting too much of themselves. Um, they need a lot of supervision and they're trying to kind of figure out their theoretical approach and, and how they want their way of being to be as a counselor. After the advanced student is the novice professional. Um, this is, you know, an early career counselor, um, someone who still needs a lot of um, professional development, uh, supervision. They're, they still need a, to do a lot of learning. They're trying to find their own style, um, probably some mentoring. Um, so those are the, the four phases that we will likely encounter as counselor educators, uh, lay helper, beginning student, advanced student, and novice professional. And then after those is the experienced professional and then the senior professional. So with all that in mind, once as counselor educators, we've identified the developmental level of um, our students, we recognize that master's level counseling students are adult learners. So as counselor educators, it's also important to use constructivism as a teaching and learning theory to guide our thinking and planning. So we want to, to look at the practice of teaching through a constructivist lens. And, and that's because we know that constructivism fits with kind of the heart and soul of counseling. Um, our learners want to be active in their learning. Um, our students want to, to build knowledge from their own experiences. They want to co-construct. Um, they want to find meaning uh, in their learning. They want to be an expert on their own learning. And they really want us as, as teachers to, to guide them and to facilitate 
Um, and they want to engage in dialogue and reflection and they really want to um, drive their own learning. So um, McAuliffe and Erickson, 2010, um, so that is our handbook for counselor education. Um, they set forth uh, what they say are the guidelines for constructivist teaching. So what they did is they accessed various constructivist theories and they kind of came up with like this master list of guidelines for um, constructivist teaching. And, and what McAuliffe and Erickson 2011 said is that these guidelines are not discrete. Um, they absolutely overlap, but these are the guidelines to help us um, create sort of like the optimal learning environment for our master's level counseling students. So those guidelines are we need to value and promote experience. Um, our adult learners really want to share their lived experience as part of um, their education. We need to vary the structure. It just cannot be the same old, same old, um, day in and day out. Um, personalize our teaching, get to know our students. Um, we want to emphasize multiple perspectives. We wanna value approximation over precision. Um, and we want to recognize that conflict is normal um, and we want to encourage our students' expression. We also want to question categorical thinking. We want to show commitment in the face of doubt. Uh, we want to encourage interpersonal, intrapersonal process awareness or metacognition. And we want to um, also encourage interpersonal process um, among our students. So these are the guidelines set forth by McAuliffe and Erickson 2011 for constructivist teaching. Um, and like I said, they, they accessed various theorists and came up with these guidelines, which just to say them one more time, value and promote experience, vary the structure, personalize teaching, emphasize multiple perspectives, value approximation over precision, recognize that conflict is the norm and encourage the expression of our students, question categorical thinking, show commitment in the face of doubt, encourage intrapersonal awareness or metacognition, and encourage interpersonal uh, process and awareness um, among our students. And so lastly, um, once we've uh, assessed our students' developmental level. Um, we have, you know, incorporated all this great constructivist uh, thinking in our preparation. Now we need to, um, you know, put it into action. And so there are two theories and methods that can help us translate our constructivist thinking into practice. And that is Kohlberg and Kolb. And so Kohlberg, um, he really focused on our students' way of knowing. And he had an educational method um, that, that would be very helpful for us in, in actually teaching our students. And so what he said is that um, we need to assess for developmental readiness. And we've already talked about that. And we'll be thinking about 
where where our students are in their development um, when teaching. Um, and then he also said that it's really important to mismatch or, or challenge our students' current way of thinking. Um, we want to, to, to push them a little bit beyond their comfort zone. He also said that we need to teach empathy, we need to teach cultural diversity, um, and then again, um, the idea um, of mismatching is, is really key to Kohlberg's uh, educational model. Um, he wants to kind of create some conflict in their current way of thinking. And kind of going back to Perry's 1970s stages, this is where we're kind of pushing our students, you know, from dualistic thinking to multiplistic thinking to relativistic thinking. Um, we want them to develop, you know, a broad lens, um, you know, a wide perspective for um, working with, with clients. Um, so we really want them to learn how to reflect on how to problem solve. And then um, lastly, uh, Kolb, our buddy Kolb, 1984, um, the name of his theory is experiential learning theory. So Kolb's experiential learning theory, 1984, um, it is applicable in many, many different learning environments. And it's just, again, it's a theory that kind of helps us think through how to put that constructivist uh, teaching theory into practice. Um, and he said that there are there's a learning cycle and he outlines four conditions that facilitate significant learning. And students um, can enter this cycle at any point. And the cycles are concrete experience, reflective observation, abstract conceptualization, and active experimentation. So again, this is how we put like our thinking, our, our, our you know, our constructivist thinking into action. And so we can do that through concrete experiences, which are also referred to as primary experiences. And this is just where students need to get involved um, with their learning. They need to be engaged um, and, you know, really getting a sense or a feeling for what's going on. So a concrete experience would be like role playing. So we might, you know, that might be how we, we start um, teaching an, a concept or it might be something that we do. Uh, later on after some foundational work has been been done. Um, the, the next cycle is reflective observation. And this is where our students observe and reflect from many perspectives. So in this situation, um, absolutely, it's like students are watching, they are um, observing, um, and, they're, and they're having an opportunity to, to reflect. Abstract conceptualization, this is where um, learners or our students are going from the concrete to the abstract. Um, and this is they're really starting to think about what's going on. They're, they're making those connections. They're realizing that things are not maybe linear. They're, there's multiple ways to approach a situation. Um, so they're, they're learning to infer. They're learning to make those connections. And then lastly, active experimentation is, is the hands-on experience and that's doing. 
Um, and so that might be like what they do in practicum. So again, Kolb, 1984, the experiential learning theory. He says there are four cycles of learning, concrete experience, reflective observation, abstract conceptualization, and active experimentation. And so we want to have that in our head when we're, when we're planning um, and we're putting that constructivist um, teaching perspective into action. And so similarly, um, his learning cycle also has learning styles. Um, so the way that students uh, learn. And so one idea is to, at the outset of a course, uh, have students complete a learning style inventory. Um, so we, we know how our students learn best and then we can, um, you know, what's the word I'm thinking of, a adapt our, our courses and our activities to their learning styles. So um, in conclusion, um, as we think about becoming counselor educators, it's important to keep in perspective our students' developmental level. And we have two theories that can, can guide our work there, Perry 1970 and then Skavolt and Ronestad 1995. Um, once we've assessed for developmental level, we're going to put on our constructivist um, teaching theory hat and think about those guidelines um, that McCulloch and Erickson 2011 set forth. And then when we are actually moving into, you know, putting all that great thinking into practice, we are going to think about Kohlberg and his ways of knowing and Kolb 1984, uh, the experiential learning theory. So hope this was helpful and take care.